It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. I'm Drew. We got Mo. We got Rich. Hello. What's up? The Moo Cow. Dick now. And Bull uh, Dick. <laughs> and we got Carson. Carson joining us from uh, Serena Cigar Company. What's up, guys? <laughs> what a badass. <laughs> what up? Uh, man, you've been doing all kinds of uh, stuff. You did a you did another um, uh, thing with cigar noise, didn't you? Just not too long ago. I did. I believe it was this past Sunday. Yeah, yeah this past Sunday. Did cigar did noise you... with Rich and uh, Dave. Dave's whoring you out. Dave's whoring me out. <laughs> <laughs> kind of become like the the Mia Khalifa of the uh, cigar world. Just burst onto the everything. scene out of nowhere, done a bunch of videos, and now you're like, you know, it happens next. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm, uh, I'm on Stogie Geeks, too, with Will Cooper soon. Awesome. When yeah, is, I don't you know if you guys know Will. You've already been on there, or you're going to be on there? I'm going to be on there at the end of September. Awesome. Which one is that? Stogie Geeks. Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, is that the guy who does Cigar Authority? Uh, Cigar Coop. Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. super cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah. nice dude. He's like the the one or two man, one man show to try to cover everything is what he's you know goes by. Mm-hmm. Covering the whole industry. It takes. He does a pretty good job. I was I was pretty impressed. Like it takes three nice. of us and we still don't get a good show. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, he's uh. He's very well respected, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm excited about it. He's been nothing but nice to me and excited about bringing me on and talking about the wine and stuff. So should be a good time. Do you know about wine? The, the line, line, he said. Oh, the line. I yeah. was like, wine? Awesome. Tell us about some wine. Speaking of the line, man, tell us about, the line, tell us then, about yeah. what you've got uh, that, that's out and about in the world these days. Um, we have the Serena Royale line, which is uh, four different blends and four different sizes. Um, they all come from the La Corona factory in Esteli. Yes. Uh, Omar Gonzalez Alaman, he, uh, he's making all of our cigars. And uh, the four different blends are uh, Connecticut Shade, Ecuadorian Connecticut, uh, Medio Blend, which is an Ecuadorian Habano Claro wrapper. And then uh, the two different Maduro wrappers, or the two different Maduros, which are all the same wrapper. It's a uh, Ecuadorian Habano Escuro wrapper. So, and those are pretty unique because they're both uh, they're two year aged, slow fermented, 120 degrees, uh, nice dark, you know, chocolate Oscuro wrappers. So, I'm smoking the uh, the Royal Medio right now, right in on a, in a robusto that this was actually given. By you to me, so I appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have the Robusto Gordo, I think. Yes, that is yeah. what I'm smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people like that one in the uh, big gauges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I usually like it. You know, I like 54s, but smaller than that too. Like you know, 48s to 54s, or what you know, my range is. But I like that 60. It's a good 60. Um, you know. I, one thing too, Carson, it's kind of funny, um, uh, before I even met you, I felt like I knew you, um, uh, because 
I had seen your cigars being made. I actually saw them being rolled, packaged, your boxes being made. And I was yeah. like, man, you know, and, and it's kind of interesting. So why don't you tell us a little bit about La Corona, how that whole relationship, because those guys are amazing. I yeah, mean, they are amazing guys. I know um, you saw boxes before. Like we saw the, you know, the prototypes and, you know, mm-hmm. but you saw the full production before I was even able to get down there. Yeah, yeah I, I remember messaging you, and then you were like, "Yeah, and right here, right now." I was like, "Holy shit!" Most of them. they're 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 great people, um, mm-hmm. phenomenal people. But uh, and I do want to later talk about this new HR cigar uh, mm-hmm. that just came out. But let, let's talk a little bit about your relationship with La Corona, how that came to be, um, what it's like working with. Um, you know, Omar and Luis and, and, and stuff like that. And, and uh, yeah, man, mm-hmm. so just go ahead, have at it. Yeah. Um, so it was a while back uh, last year. And, uh, you know, we've been searching to get into the ultra premium cigar market for a while uh, because my father, he's been in the industry for 20 years, but he's got a factory in Dominican. He's got two. And he mainly, uh, you know, dealt with bundled and medium valued sticks. Um, so we toured a lot of factories, and we were actually about to settle with another factory to make, start making our cigars. And then the whole thing with, uh, you know, Omar made the HR, and HR were distributed by Cubanicon. And, uh, and they had a relationship falling out. So Omar still, he kind of wanted to keep everything in small batches. You know, he can, he's only got like 24 rollers over there, so there's only, only so much he can produce. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, he's pretty tied up with that relationship. And something fell through with them um, in the middle of the last year. Um, and we met Omar through a mutual friend that was helping us kind of find people while we were doing tours. Um, and then we went over there and just seeing Omar and Lewis's factory compared to others. And also the way the rapport they had with us, you know, they, they treat you like family the minute you oh, get Absolutely. Yeah. And they're just great guys. And we kind of knew right away. And then, you know, just started demoing a lot of the samples and, uh, and there were home runs, um, you know, bringing four blends to market. It wasn't our initial plan, but we really just loved all our four <laughs> blends mm-hmm. that that's what kind of ended up happening. And, uh, you know, when we met him, he had a few different blends that already had a year age of on him. So, uh, we tried out a lot of those, and, uh, you know, one thing about our cigars is all those were made in 2014, the batch that we picked up from Omar. Um, and, uh, after that, it took about a year, you know, packaging, branding, thinking about how we're going to do everything. And that's mm-hmm. when they got brought to market. So they got about two years of age, all the Serena Royale line. But, uh, yeah, working with Omar and Lewis, it's, uh, especially for someone who, for like me, who's always really loved tobacco and, you know growing up around it um but not growing up in that quite tier of it and see Mm. how meticulous they are just in their whole process with the rollers the way they cure and ferment their tobacco just Mm -hmm. the amount of time and attention they put into it 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 was you know it's been an incredible learning experience for me you know uh far was the first one i don't really speak with omar that much because he's you know i don't speak spanish but Louis um, is the one I mainly go with and talk to, and he teaches me so much. Like he's the first person to really sit me down, make me roll my own cigar, um, mm-hmm. made me go through how things are blended, taught me the difference between like pleated 
uh, rolling styles, accordion rolling styles, and the way we use ours for the Serena cigars and Tubato, which is uh, one of the most technically pressing ways of rolling the cigar there is. You know, they roll one leaf right into each other instead of kind of pressing them and bunching them. Hmm. So mainly working with Reese, uh, and it's just been phenomenal. And, you know, still every day I call, um, I call them up and I uh, ask them questions, just asking them different things I read about regarding tobacco. Uh, and he's just, he's a walking encyclopedia himself, let alone Omar too. Omar's, you know, he's, he's above me. He's some of the stuff he tries to tell Lewis, tell me, I'm just like, what? You know, so, yeah, so it's just been really a, just a great learning experience on my end from being around these guys. Awesome, man. Yeah. And that's, you know, what it comes down to. That's what, you know, you got to respect the product and how things are made and how much time goes mm-hmm. in there, you know, and how much of a perfectionist he is with everything he does. And it, it really, you know, it showed me why his cigars are the quality they are so yeah, absolutely yeah and absolutely. Just, we stayed at their house and like mm-hmm. to their house you know cuban coffee is it's, oh, like, it's the best good stuff yeah <laughs> um i'm gonna have to disagree with you though carson well no not you really uh more so uh rich rich and i were talking before you got on that he really liked the Maduro, and and I do like the Maduro, but I'll tell you this uh, this Habano, this Abano Claro that you guys use, mm-hmm. this cigar is fantastic. This is my favorite of the line, personally. Yeah. Um, and I and I like the other stuff. Don't get me wrong, but this mm-hmm. one to me takes the cake. Yeah. Is the one I like. It's alright. Yeah. Rich. I can be wrong. They're all good. <laughs> Fuck you, Rich. Piece of shit. Rich. Fucking waste waste of that life. And actually, <laughs> yeah, one up. of the yeah. things that, that we were talking about earlier this week that's really interesting is the difference between the Maduro and the Maduro XX. Uh, even though they use the same wrapper, right? You hear all these different people talk about the different percentage of how much the wrapper affects the smoke and all that. Um, so I just thought it was interesting that they use the same wrapper, but they're they're I think they're pretty darn different cigars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and like I said, the main reason we went with that Maduro, too, is because we understand the market. Some people really love 60 gauges, Um, and the XX is 48 to 54. 54 is the biggest Vitola on there, Um, but with the Maduro, it really shows much better. Uh, That blend shows really well in the two 60 gauges we have in that line. So if, you know, we had a store when we were going to sit down with them that only does 60 gauges, but they still want a really full-bodied, stronger, Oscuro, you know, Maduro smoke, that's mm-hmm. usually the one we try to set them up with when we're opening up an account. And it's unfortunate because I love the XX. That's my favorite bl- uh, blend. But it's also been really interesting for me um, going into retailers and seeing all the different variations of what their clientele smokes. You know, some stores will tell me they only smoke small gauges, and another store I'll walk into, they're like 60s and Toros only. So it, it, it depends on the percentage of uh, cigar, because more 
I found just being in retail, and I don't know, Carson, you you and your dad would probably know this too, I guess, and, and, you know, Rich and Drew know from going to shops, of course, but I found that the more serious, serious cigar guys tend to smoke the smaller gauges, Mm -hmm. and the guys that like to smoke to smoke are more of like the big ring gauge guys. Like the guys who smoke for flavor are, that's what I found in my Mm -hmm. experience. And I I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yep, you do have those stores where a lot of their clientele they're just there to smoke, you know, yes. and buy mm-hmm. for the the imagery of it. And yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and also when guys, I found that even if a guy doesn't typically smoke a larger gauge, if he's buying to go golfing, he mm-hmm. will try to buy a larger gauge because he thinks it'll <laughs> last him longer on the golf course. Like, I can't tell you how many uh, LFD diggers we sell to guys that are going to golf. And they'll be like, man, it lasted me all 18 rounds, you know. But that's <laughs> so you see some of that, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there's a functional purpose behind it. Anyway. Yeah, I agree with you on that, too. Do you mm-hmm. golf, Carson? What? Do you golf? Yeah, I golf from time to time. Yeah. I actually used to golf a lot, but not anymore. I used to in high school and stuff. I was on the golf team. But, oh, awesome, man! Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now I've just been—I've been, you know—I like to get out there. It's just one of those things that's happening infrequently. Carson, what percentage out there? And I, I do. So, what's your uh, what's your split like now? How how many days a week are you on the road? How many different shops are you visiting per day? You know, what, what's about, your life like now? I'm doing about two shops a day. Okay, um, and how long do you typically spend at each shop? A couple hours. Okay. I, you know, I make sure, and, you know, I talk to him about a lot of stuff, events. Um, I would like to get into more than, you know, two shops a day, but it, it's random how long, you know, then I'll just start talking to customers, and, you know, every once in a while I'll let a customer try a sample. And, um, cool. you know, when you sell a customer on a cigar, it's even more impressive than selling the owner. Cause I've had some owners that will have like one of their regulars there and they're like, if he likes it, it's in, if not, he's going to tell you. Um, so, you know, then hanging around, just talking to them, talking to their clientele. Um, and especially I'm in the Atlanta area right now. I was planning on doing like three, four a day, mm-hmm. trying to get from one side of the town to the other during even around like two o'clock is unreal. It's, mm-hmm. it's traffic through and through. So yeah, horrible. I just try to give myself two hour blocks and try to do two a day. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then, you know, I had two today and both of them picked up the line. So awesome, nice. man. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where, so I was excited about that. Where are you right uh, now? Right now, I'm right outside of Atlanta in the place I moved to. ATL. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so you live in Atlanta now? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for uh, my dad's doing all of South Florida and all of Florida. And then we have one other Florida rep. And then my girlfriend actually moved up here to, uh, I've been with her for a long time to go to, she got a master's program and uh, she's going to be here for like a year and a half. So I decided to come up here and tackle this territory. Awesome, man. Yeah. It works out pretty good. Yeah. And then we have one, it's really funny too. Like I've, uh, I don't know what it is, but, uh, um, I feel like it helps a lot, like with me and my dad going 
me or my dad being the ones going and repping stuff out. So that's why I want to make sure I hit the road really hard because even with other reps, um, you know, they're really behind it and everything, but they haven't had the same, you know, success. They probably, you know, go one out of three or something like that. So mm-hmm. well, I've I think noticed. it helps a lot to know, you know, put the family in the face behind it and know that, you know, we're genuine people trying to, you know, get behind this product. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that too. If I ever go to a shop and, and hand out samples or whatever, they're like, oh, you're the rep. And it's like, no, no, no. I own, you know, go own the company. And they're like, oh, that's yeah. awesome that you're actually out here. You're not just, <laughs> you know, sitting behind some desk, sending them, you know, people out to do it. You're actually out there with, uh, with everybody. So, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would help a lot more if people actually liked Drew, but yeah, that, that, that would help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unfortunately, maybe we do need to find a rep. <laughs> you need a body double. <laughs> tell, them, tell them it's Drew. <laughs> so, Carson, one question that I've heard more frequently than anything is, where can I buy these cigars online? You want to give a quick plug on that? Um, yeah, well, cigar plug it. Um, Paul, his uh, site, Atlantic Cigar, has the full line. And then also uh, Dave Garaflo, he's a good friend of ours. Two guys picked up the XX series and the uh, Medio series. So you can find both of those. And those will probably be the only two websites we try to stick with. Well, we might have three, but uh, that's in the works. Uh, we're talking with uh, Abe down at Smokin' right now. So, um, so right now the main two will be Atlantic Cigar and uh, – twoguyscigars.com from Two Guys Smoke Shop up in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're great guys. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, Dave is good friends with my father. So he, you know, he's really behind it. We're also start, um, we're both going to be up on Cigar Authority probably in December. And uh, we're advertising through that site as well. And um, Paul, Paul really, when he came in, uh, Paul Scipioni from Atlantic Cigar, when he came and tried the cigar, uh, he just really fell in love with it. And uh, he's been really helpful and like blasting emails about us too. And um, it's good to have him on our side because, uh, you know, we wanted to find an online retailer that one didn't crush us on prices and uh, two really believed in the product that they were behind. So, you know, he's doing both of that for us. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so man, you've been out to a lot of shops over and over. What's the weirdest thing that's happened in one of those shops while you've been it happens out there trying to sell? After we already decided, like, this is one of the reasons why I try to, like, not – it's hard to put a time frame on my on the cigar. So these guys at Southern Cigars are uh, entering into a chili contest next week, the two owners. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, I stayed there. I got there around noon. And, you know, everything was done and, you know, deal was over on one, but I stayed there till like 4.30 just testing out these guys' chili and, like, <laughs> making me hang around and smoke cigars with them and, like, give them, you know, the sh- uh, give them the reviews on all this chili today. And it was, it was just random and weird, but, um, you know. <laughs> things That's like awesome. That. Yeah. So, so Drew and Mo, same question on your cigars, guys. What's the weirdest stuff that's happened when you've been trying to sell them? We spend a lot of time in cigar shops. There's a lot of weird stuff that's happened. <laughs> yeah, remember I work in one? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean when you're trying to sell them, but you could talk uh, about anything. Here's a good story for you. So the other day, dude comes into the shop, 
Uh, I know. Okay, so first of all, in my shop, I never tell people that sultans are ours. Okay, I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if they find out from other people, that's fine, whatever. But I, you know, I just don't do it. So we had a guy. He's like, man, I'm looking for something really, really strong, you know. And so I'm like, man, I'm looking at our humidor, and I'm like, and I know this kid can't handle strong cigars because he's been in before, you know. And I mean, I know what he normally smokes. <laughs> So I'm like, you know what, let's fuck him up a little bit. So I'm like, hey, do this. So, um, and I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, dude. He's like, I've had a rough day, need something strong. I'm like, all right. So we call him Preacher because he's a preacher. Like, or he's studying to be one or something like that. So we just call him Preacher. It's creative. So I'm like, Preach, so like, yeah, good one. Cow, fuck you. <laughs> so, I'm like, so I'm like, Preach, you sure about this? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, man. So we grabbed we grab the cigars. I gave him the uh, Sultan's Habano, the legacy. He fires up. He's like, man, this is a great cigar. So good, this and that, whatever. Comes back the next day. He's like, Mo, what the fuck, man? He goes, I'm never smoking that again. I'm like, why? What happened? He goes, I was knocked out for the rest of the day, man. And I'm like, dude, you asked for a full-body cigar. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what you wanted. And so that was probably that was probably the funniest thing that's happened with me. So... Besides, the, besides yeah. the, the lesbian and Was the John Starks and I didn't offer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the John Starks thing. That'd probably be the best story. We've we've told those stories. Yeah, yeah. So this was newer. So yeah, the John Starks probably definitely takes the cake. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, How about you? Me. Uh, prob- uh, the lesbian incident was pretty good. I mean, I wasn't selling our cigar, but no- nothing great has happened while trying to sell it. But <laughs> being at the shop, um, the lesbians takes the takes the cake there. Mm-hmm. Cow, what about you? I don't know, man. Um, I've never I've never sold a cigar, so that well, doesn't quite fit. Well, what's the best uh, thing the other that's week? To I you was in the shop, in the shop, and. I was out in the back room, and everybody hmm. from the front all of a sudden came to the back just to come hide from this guy who apparently brought in, like, this switchblade knife and was talking about Satan all the time. So that was kind of weird. What? <laughs> 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 he didn't stay very long. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, we have such a good percentage of uh, – of, so – we talked, I think I talked about this before, but we have a lot of cops and stuff and, and sheriffs and state police that come to our shop and whatnot. And I was like, man, if anyone ever wanted to get cute in this shop, they would just get obliterated in about a minute. Not even. <laughs> I mean, everyone's just packing at all times. So, Dang. yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. I never really That's realized. Yeah, it's in Chicago. Yeah. And then even our members are always packing too because they're out there concealed carry. So if you ever want to fuck with a shop, we're not the one to do it That's with. Not <laughs> it. <laughs> so, unless unless you want to get lit up like a Christmas tree. Um, but, um, Rich, what else you got, man? You're full of questions. So, I had a. Oh, go ahead, man. It's kind of like a cutthroat situation. I went into a shop yesterday, and at the same time, a Cubonic and rep was there, and that was awkward. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that must have been real awkward. Yeah, because he, he was a high up there. He, like, knew a lot about 
you know, what was going on. And then he heard me kind of name drop Omar's name and it was just, he was trying to get an appointment in which, or he was already in the shop, you know, his product. So he kind of just dropped by and I had a set up appointment and he came the same time I was sitting down with the owners and it was just like, oh, okay. Now, now I didn't even, and I guess I didn't realize Cubanicon was still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they still have a couple lines. Okay. You know, I know they're trying to sell stuff out. I know they had a different factory for some of their lines. Because mm. uh, I tried the new, um, I tried the new Saneros at uh, at the show. Mm-hmm. What is that, San San Andreas Maduro, the box mm-hmm. press one? Tried that. I, that was phenomenal. I, I think that that cigar is going to do really well. Um, mm-hmm. Was very impressed. But the the cigar that. I mean, out of that HRA size mm-hmm. is absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's. Really... I mean, Drew Cow, if you if you dipshits have a chance to smoke this thing, you're gonna have to send it. To I us. mean, huh? You're gonna have to send. Yeah, it to I love us. the A size too. It's it's uh, it's awesome, guys. Unreal, and it's about a three and a half. It's probably about a three and a half to four hour smoke. I would say. Yeah, and it's just like the flavor just keeps. I mean, the whole time, it's absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was very impressed with that. It really is. That thing stays smooth the whole time. Spencer gave yep. me one while I was while I was at the show, and it, I waited till I got home to smoke that thing. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Ah, hmm. it's awesome. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, so, Carson, okay. Drew, you want to do the uh, – I'm curious to get Carson's uh, yeah, yeah. top picks that. there. You want to do his little – Yeah, the, your top three cigars of all time. They can be anything. Um, hmm. And it's okay to pick your own. You can if you want. No, all three preferably, my, but you can. My XX Robusto. <laughs> um <laughs> And I have one weird cigar that kind of turned me. I uh, we're good friends with George Rico Gran Habano, and uh, back in the day he had this blend, uh, the Corojo Number no. Five, but he had a six by sixty called the Imperiales, and it was uh, it was while well, I was still like smoking a lot of my dad's like kind of medium tiered cigars, and it was the first like ultra premium cigar I had when I was like 14, 15 years old. And it just like the flavor profiles and how different of a smoke compared to everything I was smoking, you know, cause I kind of started smoking pretty young. Um, uh, that one would probably go up there cause it was the first one I really remembered. Um, and then ours and the XX Robusto, I think it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll keep that in there. And then, uh, that HRA is pretty awesome. Um, and also that, you know, <laughs> a lot of this stuff I have is recent, but uh, um, that Tabernacle I thought was unreal good. That's a good mm-hmm. cigar. Yeah, I haven't yeah. tried that. Rich said the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, I thought it was just, you know, and I had it in the little Corona size. It was, it was, you know, burned razor sharp all the way through and had a great draw and just really good flavors to it. Mm-hmm. Um Doesn't yeah, so uh, it's more of like a recent top three. You know, I'd, have, I'd really have to, you know, go back and think about oh, it. Oh, no, and that, that's okay. I mean, I, I would say, I mean, you have like your stalwarts from back in the day, 
mm-hmm. but how many of those would like really make your top three? Because I feel mm-hmm. like I don't know. What do you guys? I, I just feel like the blends are so much more sophisticated now. There's a lot more complexity to a lot of them. Um, as we've been talking about on different podcasts, um, where guys have really stepped out and started to use stuff from different places and blended things together. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? Drew? <laughs> I think there's something something fair about that, right? There's there's a lot mm-hmm. of variety in the market right now. I think for me personally, I've smoked better stuff in the last two or three years than I smoked in the last like you know, the, the seven years prior to that. So right, yeah. So I've you know just stepping up your own game is part of it too. Um, mm-hmm. man, I, I yeah, I, there's so much more out there now too. I mean, you have way more options. And just the small guys, the way marketing's done now, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, small factories producing really great stuff. And it's, you know, marketing-wise, social media and the way things get out, I just, there's so much more available to try from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know, and I know, like, historically, Drew's more of, like, an alt in general guy. So not much has really changed for him over the last 10 years. <laughs> but um, yeah. But for the rest of us, <laughs> Dick. It's like the ultimate cigar diss right there. <laughs> That's funny. Oh shit. You know, actually, um who uh has been coming out with some really, really impressive stuff recently actually is, is Oveja Negra. Mm-hmm. Uh James Brown, Black Label, all them. They've been coming out with some really really interesting mm-hmm. stuff. Um but I guess Carson, besides besides yours, hit or miss um, new guys coming out that I think have kind of gone under the radar. And some people I try talk to about it, they they hate it, and some people really love it. I really love HVC stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like that HVC Cero and uh, mm-hmm. San Isidrus. I tried was really good. And I thought those were all really well-made cigars, and they, uh, you know, they all burned real nicely. A great flavor to them, didn't heat up on you. And I thought those were all really well-made cigars. I don't know who's making them. Um, well, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you two questions here, um, real quick. One, besides your own, okay, so your your shit don't count. Mm-hmm. What was the best cigar that you smoked at the show? Okay. And number two, or did you already, was that, did you smoke those at the show or are you talking about historic? Yeah, I had that tabernacle at the show. Okay, so that was, okay, fine. So that was your favorite cigar from the show? Uh, Would you say? Yeah, probably so. Um, okay. I, the HRA I tried too. I waited till I got home, but I got that at the show. Yeah, um, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, something from the show that, yeah, so... Um, okay. I tried Victor's the Dose 77 Longsdale for the first time. Mm. Okay. Me and him hung out at the Circle Bar for a while and had some drinks. It was awesome. And we did a little swap. Um, yeah, he you did a little swap at the Circle Bar? <laughs> 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 that sounds good. That sounds like a fun time. Was, was Mookow there giving reach rounds? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rich was there working the circuit. <laughs> <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best. Um, that was a really good cigar i i uh to be honest i thought the the regusto was uh it it was good but it wasn't 
it didn't blow me away, but that one was memorable. The the Longstail, the darker wrapper, Dose 77, was very good. Okay. So let me ask you this. Now, you've touched on some – you've mentioned certain characteristics that you look for that make a cigar good for you. And I'm going to tell you, right, most consumers, that doesn't even enter their, their mind, right? I mean, most guys don't get that technical. But mm-hmm. what, what do you look for, like, when, you, when you're like, okay – this is a really good cigar. What are you looking at? Or what's uh, going through your mind? What, what makes it that way? Now, well, and, then, and then to build on that, and, and so you can answer all this so I don't interrupt you when you're answering it, the, the other part anyways. of that is even if you're not necessarily enjoying the flavor, can it still be a good cigar for you? Yeah, because what I look for, uh, Louise, when we're talking about properly fermenting tobacco, things that kind of chalk your mouth up or on the flip side are too acidic and burn the back of your throat, give you too much because the ammonia wasn't cured properly. Um, So I look a lot for one, um, how things are rolled, you know, how, uh, you know, well it's packed and it's, you know, it should be firm, but have a slight give to it. And when it's smoking, have a good draw and burn, you know, for the most part, pretty sharp. Um, you know, when they start running a lot, that's going to change the flavor profile, but it could still be a good cigar. You know, cigars need touch-ups. They're handmade. That's, you know, that's a part Mm -hmm. of it. But, uh, mainly the smoothness, um, is what Mm -hmm. I, you know, how taxing at the end of it, could I probably go and smoke another cigar? Okay. That brings me to my next question. How many cigars do you smoke a day typically? Mm, Two to four. (laughs) (laughs) not all of us have jobs where we just sit around and smoke cigars mo yeah Yeah. (laughs) i I wish i could sit around and smoke cigars all day Uh, i I love when people say that (laughs) yeah but other cigars i've had that i don't necessarily like the flavor profile i can still tell it's a really well-made cigar Right, with, you know the way it draws, the way it's burning, and like I said, it's not overly taxing. Um, you know, because there some cigars could still be really strong, but not taxing. I don't know if that really makes sense. Um, but mm-hmm. oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't know why, but like my father Libijou, Le- and I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the limited edition 2016. I'm talking about just like the regular one. Yeah, like for some reason that torpedo, and it doesn't happen in the other Vitolas, but the torpedo just knocks me on my ass, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. But it's like it's not like overpowering strong, but something about that blend just just hits me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of know what you're talking about, but I really yeah. enjoy smoking that cigar, so I'll mm-hmm. take the side effect. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like we have to go back to Drew to finish up the top three question that, that just didn't didn't get, end there. You want to finish that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Um, out of your top three, we do uh, Stash, Trash, and Ash. Just a silly game we play. So you have to stash one cigar. You just put it back. Trash one of those cigars. And smoke, ash one of those cigars. Name them For all. Me? Yes. Out of your top three. The three I just had, what I have, the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um... The XX I, Robusto. Your, yeah, your XX. I have Tabernacle. Tabernacle. Uh-huh. Uh, 
And then I had that one by my buddy George who kind of turned me on. That was probably me trash because it's just. <laughs> it turned me on. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really smoke sixties anymore. So uh, that, or as often. That clip's but, gonna make so that one's trash. Um, Stashin is probably gonna be mine <laughs> just because of it's our stuff and <laughs> and <laughs> sentimental attachment and biasness. So. I'd like to keep those in the rotation, the humidor, and then ash that uh, go with the, you know, the uh, the tabernacle, which has been, you know, kind of on the uprise these past couple of weeks. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> you're right there. What do you, yeah, what, I'm, yeah, go. What do you got, Mo? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not. You, you sound like the- you're like that kid in class who's trying not to laugh because he knows he'll get a detention or something like that. I'm what doing, t- I'm doing too many things over here. <laughs> huh? Nothing. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> He's uh, wearing the Dave West podcast attire over there. No. He, he must be. <laughs> not, not tonight. Okay. So, Carson, it was kind of interesting. Uh, you got you guys had that booth. You were there for, I'm assuming you that was the first year you guys have had a booth. For Sereno stuff, I'm sorry. For for Sereno stuff, for you, you, well, obviously for Sereno, but I'm assuming you guys never had booths for your previous cigars. Yeah, APS has always had booths. Okay. For like ten years, they just okay. You know that was the biggest booth, and they did that because we brought in other people with us. Um, And you know the main thing behind that, we're going separately with Sereno next year. Mm-hmm. But it was because we're a new brand and we wanted to get all the APS customers kind of over there to talk with Sereno stuff. Okay. Heard about okay. it. Okay. So, um, all right. So that, that nullifies my question, I guess. Mm-hmm. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. But next year, we, uh, because we built up a lot of points with uh, IPCPR, Sereno is going to be smaller and much different and by itself. But by that time, it should have much more awareness. Um, mm-hmm. and we just thought because we got a lot of our APS customers, you know, because a lot of places that do bundles and, you know, medium price boxes also have high end stuff. So, you know, we picked up a lot of customers from that. Um, Good, man. yeah, which I didn't originally agree with, but it ended up working out. Um, you know, cause I'm big into branding. I, uh, that's what I went to school for. So I wanted to keep that totally separate, but, uh, you know, I'm not throwing the money. yeah Yeah, so uh you know and he made good points he's like you know i have a lot of people coming to see me just to pick up this and maybe we can you know get them to buy Mm -hmm. uh, you know some sereno stuff as well and upsell baby yeah it was all about the upsell and uh once you know we talked to him a little bit about it and they agreed to sit down and you know have one it kind of you know it was much different from them from buying you know bundled cigars for my father for the past 15 20 years but at right. the same time, you know, people understand quality. You know, mainly the owners who really enjoyed cigars and also sold high-end cigars and, uh, and you know, could appreciate, it, you know, the quality behind it. They knew right away that it was a good cigar. So, mm-hmm. so it, you know, kind of cooping us all together helped that first year. But I don't yep. think there would be any returns next year from it. I got you. So and uh, go ahead, Mo. Go ahead. No, go oh, ahead, man. This might be silly. You you have two factories. Is that what you said with the your your father's stuff? Yeah, Inter Cigar 
and uh, Tabacalera Ceballo in Dominican. So why why didn't you guys roll Serena stuff out of one of those? Because they, uh, they're factories, but they don't grow their own tobacco. They purchase oh, okay. tobacco from other people and then roll it there. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, when my dad understands the business, he understands that to really, you know, build a really good brand and make really true high, high-end quality cigars, you need somebody who, who can do stuff from the ground up and mm-hmm. isn't always searching around to buy different tobacco. Yep, definitely. Um, and Omar, he's got three farms, and uh, and it was just Omar. So that opportunity happened, and we were ready to invest with somebody right around. It just all kind of lined up, and it was you know kind of a luck game. We were going to go with another kind of well-known factory, um, but we didn't. And and Omar just kind of you know kind of all fell into place. You know, like Mauricio with Intercigar, he makes the Valuejo, which did really well with a lot of ratings, but it still isn't into that market of where we wanted to make a cigar at. Okay, yeah, that brings me kind of to my to my next question, too, is who, who is your target market, in your opinion? Uh, what, what, what is that guy, like, what does that guy smoke today that hasn't heard of Sereno, and you're like, this is a guy that, that could be smoking our stick instead. I would say what we're going after is the people who are boutique friendly, uh, you okay. know, all the crown heads people, mm-hmm. all of Worf's people, mm-hmm. and then the lesser people who aren't as aware of cigars and might look at our packaging and take a shot are people who are smoking like Opus X and, and uh, higher-end cigars. You know, because our, our packaging, it's pretty – it's a pretty, uh, I think it came together pretty nicely, you know, with the double bands and the, and the boxes, the high gloss boxes being sealed and having letters of authenticity. Um, Mo, you know, so maybe Mo, Mo is an expert on packages. Do you, uh, do you mm-hmm. agree? He has a nice package. Yes. <laughs> okay. Just had to check. Uh, no, they do. no, Carson, he was being an idiot. Go ahead, man. Finish what you were saying. Yeah. He, was, he was trying to make a reference to uh, my sexual orientation, but... Uh, I got him. You know, whatever. Yeah, okay, good one, Drew. Yeah, All right, yeah, go ahead, yeah. man. Um, yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of people open to boutique brands right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's not... It's still a minority, but... Word is getting out there that there's other cigars than, you know, Altidus in general and Gurkha. Um, Gurkha. Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Don't even so, get me started. You wouldn't believe, though, some stores I go to, it's still, it sells, man. Dude, okay. All right. Uh, well, I'll talk on that when you're done. But go ahead, bud. <laughs> yeah, um, so, I know. But, so, uh, so all those, um, you know, boutique-friendly people who are searching out boutique brands... Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then I would say maybe lesser experienced high end brand smokers. Okay. Sure. Maybe being able to, you know, even getting five to 10% of that clientele would be cool. Right. Right. Just well. like you want nice packaging and shiny boxes, <laughs> but, and, uh, 
a good cigar, so try this out. And, you know, sure. maybe some of that and being like, wow, this is a little bit cheaper than what we were paying, and it's still a phenomenal smoke. Mm-hmm. So I'd say probably trying to range in that, that round. Okay. Um, interesting. Uh, you know, and, and I, I keep trying to, I guess, and I guess the one thing I would say that I found is, you know, like we take for granted. I mean, like if you guys think about how much each of us probably spends time-wise, either talking about cigars, trying different cigars, reading about different cigars. You lose track of the fact that 99% of other people are not doing that shit. Yeah, I don't have that time up, dude. I don't want to think about that. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, yeah, so it's like, you know, when you you sit down and you think about this, and and so sometimes I get lost in that too. So when a guy comes in and, and, you know, I'm like, oh, he's like, man, I'm looking for a good medium cigar, whatever. And I'm like, hey, man, have you tried this Tatawahe Black Label, right? And he's like, I've never heard of Tatawahe. You've never what? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, and it's it's just amazing to me how many people have not heard of a Warped, a Tatawahe, a Crowned Heads. Um, dude, a My Father. I can't tell yeah. many people have never heard of My Father. Okay? Mm-hmm. But my point is, is when you get guys into stuff and you get them trying different things, they're open to trying different things, if that makes sense. And, mm-hmm. um, but the biggest thing is establishing that trust where guys are like, okay, I know he's not going to steer me wrong. I may not like this cigar, but it's going to be close to what I like. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to just like the guy normally smokes Romeo and Juliet's, and I'm going to be like, dude, this Davidoff Yamas is just going to knock your socks off. You know what I mean? Go spend 25 bucks. No, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that to a guy. But the thing is, man, is I feel like, you're going to, because, and I can't believe how many people have never heard of Hiroshi Robaina or the Robaina family. I know. That's even crazier to me. Because, you know, we're a big HR shop. And I don't know if you are familiar with that story and everything like that, but you could ask them about it. I'm not going to get into it on the podcast. But, you know, um, so, yeah, that's that. But I can't, when, when I try to talk about HR, how many people have never even heard of the Robaina family? I know. But my point is that, like, you're going to, you're facing an uphill battle, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have to get people familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, um, but yeah, man, no, I, I think if you could tell guys, the st- I think your biggest selling point too is the lineage that you have. And, yeah. and I mean, I you know, obviously I respect what your dad has done and all that, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about like Omar, yeah. you know, the, you know, guy was the, the dude at the Partagas factory, you know? <laughs> Um, you know, who makes the cigars for fucking Hiroshi Robaina, who is the grandson of the one guy who was able to keep his tobacco fields after Fidel Castro came. You know what I mean? I, I use it as a point. I definitely do. Yeah. I try, to, I try not to, you know, coattail off uh, the HRs that much. But when people right, ask, right. What, right. Else, what else, uh, you know, what does your factory produce? And if I see there's an HR in their shop, I definitely let them know. Um, yeah. Like, you know, if... And it's funny that you were saying that previously about, you know, uh, about getting people to trust you and like what they're usually smoking, um, you know, cause that's what I also look for when I go into retailers. Like I won't really, uh, 
I'll look at their selection and if they're willing to work with me and like what their selection is, how variants, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, like if I spend a lot of time and I see that it's just, you know, Gurkha, Altidus general stuff, then I kind of might just leave one sample and get out of there and get to the next appointment. Yeah, um, dude, that, that's a great point. Yeah. You know that, that, you know, you're not for that shop. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's something I've learned in the first, you know, few weeks of truly being out on the road. Is it because there are some store owners that are just more so looking for good smokes, mm-hmm. um, you know, and willing to work with me as somebody who's lesser known but is producing something of quality. But right. You're absolutely right, too. I, I do sell – I try to sell more on Omar than the HRs, and I really – Right, right, right. In my pocket or in my arsenal if I see they're already carrying HR. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, but, you know, then um, once I tell, you know, because I know Omar's whole back lineage as well, um, you know, pretty, you know, Luis and I have talked about it and, you know, the whole him going there and going to La Corona. They even let him take the name of La Corona when they changed uh, uh, the La Corona name in Havana. Um, You know, he's got a lot behind him. So, yeah, that definitely helps a lot. Yeah, that dude, that dude's no joke, man. For sure, yeah. you know what I mean. He he has a name, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, man, Kyle, why are you so quiet? Usually, you're firing away. You're like, because you're actually, not, yeah. huh? What? You're actually asking this time. <laughs> oh. uh, letting you do your thing, dude. No, my bad. Sorry, I didn't mean to just sit here and fire away at Carson. I no, you're bad, all dude. keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. It's good. Uh, mm-hmm. Drew, are you smoking tonight? Are you? Are you still on hiatus? It's raining and I'm inside. Yeah, yeah, Drew, Drew, now Carson, if you know, Don't even Drew's kind of given up on cigars. <laughs> really? So. It's from all that general and altitude stuff he smokes. <laughs> if, you, if you look at our Facebook posts or our Instagram posts, <coughs> like 90% mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Drew, I smoke some more cigars in an hour than you do in a week. <laughs> Chill out. So that's because all you do is sit uh, around and smoke cigars. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Um, now, Carson, we carry your cigar at our eight to eight shop, right? That mm-hmm. Craig bought some for, for that, for that shop. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know which one it is. I think it's an APS cigar. Okay. Oh, okay. So he didn't bring in Sereno. Uh, uh-uh. okay. Well, I'll work yeah. on that for you. Yeah. You should check it yeah, we do really. We are doing really well though in high tax states because of APS though. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's ever explained it to you. We have a pretty like unique way of uh, because a lot of people came to me and were like, "The taxes would kill you," but in certain states we're registered with, you know, we have two different accountants always working on stuff. Uh, um, you know, when retailers bring stuff in, it's it's in certain states it's a tobacco tax. It's not a not a box tax or like a label right. tax, fan tax. So if you can prove what they cost and what you're claiming on them, and you're licensed in that state, you can only pay the tax on the value of the tobacco. Mm-hmm. You know, so we actually we've been doing well in California. We've actually picked up a quite you know few stores over there, which I was really mm-hmm. surprised. About. You know, so if um if you have a chance, get in touch with uh, Old Town Havana in Orange. Okay. That's my cousin. Okay. Tell him you know me. Okay. 
hey, you're my buddy or whatever. We used to fuck, whatever. And then uh, <laughs> just, tell, just tell him that, you know, whatever, and then see if he'll take some samples or whatnot. But he's okay. out in Orange, California. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, in Chicago, we have a – do you know who Eric Hauser is? Uh, what shop? Uh, he's a rep out there. That's the guy we just picked up in Illinois. For, for what is he rep? He reps Southern Draw and one other brand. Uh, I've met him. Mm-hmm. He's kind of an older guy. Not old, yeah, but super. older. Yeah, yeah he, he, I, I met him with Robert with Holt. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've met him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we just kind of started with that territory. So we'll see how it goes. I'll tell him to stop by like 8 and 8 and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sure. um, Southeast has been good. Yeah, so good man. Southeast, yeah, dirty south. Are they? And I, I know uh, I was going to talk to the guys from Underground too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got him samples out too. L Train. Yeah, yeah. Follow him. He seems like a cool dude. Shout out to the train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out L Train. <laughs> he listens in every now and then. Uh, all right, yeah. man. Here's. Just trying Drew, to get stores because you know we're trying to get rated. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah, yeah. So right. we're almost there. We're chugging along. We're in like 39, 40 stores now after today. So Hell yeah, man. Yeah, moving right along. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. cigar aficionado, you need to be in fifty. So gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so it's so a I didn't know that was a thing at first, but I guess it makes sense. Like they can't rate something and possibly create a demand if it does well. If you're nowhere, you know. So right. I mean, when yeah. it does. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a question for you, man. Um, you've been posting on social media all kinds of like national park pictures with your cigars. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell, tell us about your love for for national parks. What's going on with that? I love national parks, man. I love I love going outside and doing outdoor stuff, you know, uh, hiking and kayaking and all that stuff. So uh, a week after Vegas, I knew it was going to be a while until we hit the road. I mean, I, it was going to be a while until I could take a vacation because I was hitting the road. So uh, I took two weeks, me and my girlfriend, and we hit, like, all the national parks on the West Coast. Um, so I figured it would just be kind of a cool – thing i like to have a backdrop of some of these national parks um with the cigars so that's what i was doing the whole time so i took a bunch of pictures and uh got to have a nice little like 12 day vacation and uh it was a good time that ain't bad at all man yeah yeah i love doing that i you know i i think i think it's awesome getting outdoors and you know doing a bunch of activity stuff you know mountain biking and hiking and like i said kayaking and stuff so nice nice good stuff yeah, Drew, Drew, yeah. drew's been doing that shit <laughs> i was just going there doing that shit what have you been doing that go rock or whatever go rock yeah yeah tell us about that man we've that's t- been that's taking over your life what's that all about putting in a lot of miles what uh, is go rock Go, yeah, I mean, we don't even know what go, it is. Go, go, Ruck. I've I've explained it. Um, go, Ruck. It's, Probably wasn't uh, listening. You weren't you weren't <laughs> even on the podcast, asshole. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, it's a um, I don't know. Uh, 
you you ruck um, walking with <laughs> with a backpack. <laughs> you ruck. A weighted. What the fuck do you, does that do mean? You not know what rucking is? No. Oh well, I'm <laughs> not, sorry. I'm not a barbarian. What does that even mean? Well, you are. Um. So it, it, it's a backpack. A ruck is a backpack. So you walk with a weighted backpack, um, 30, 40, 50 pounds. Uh, it's military-based. Um, it's all taught by um, spe- ex-special forces. Uh, I don't know. Check it out. GoRuck.com. That's all you got for us. Yeah, I'm not going into how, detail about how that. How far do you ruck? Uh, depending on the event that you do, um, they've got different levels. The easiest one is um, 8 to 10 miles. Um, next one up from that is 15 to 20. The next one up from that's double. Are you going to try to do the 15 to 20? Uh, that's the next one that I'm doing. I'm actually doing it back to back with the easy one. So cool, man. Right on. That's awesome. Can I like watch on a TV from my couch or anything like that? Or do you actually have to participate in these things? Do, Do I have to? Well, like, no, can I, like, watch it from my TV and pretend that I'm doing athletics like I do it's, with the Olympics? Or It's not, it's not, it's not cross shit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, though, Drew. I mean, oh. this kind of, you know, the way you talk about this almost makes me feel like you're a CrossFitter now. Yeah. No, I still hit weights. I just run and walk a lot with a lot of weight. It's good, man. That's good. Is that why you've been cutting back on cigars? I smoke every day, most full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mo just likes to be a dick. Uh, or attempt to be. Yeah, I'm not really good at pay, Payback's a bitch. The show. You had a lot of samples. Who? Mo? Rich. Rich? Oh man, I haven't gone through most of those at all. Um, I sent, <laughs> Speaking of people who don't smoke, yeah, I sent a bunch to Ted and I sent a bunch to Dave to figure out some reviews. Um, I mean, all I smoked this week was those three Torinos, right on, which was pretty darn awesome. It was like good, better, best. So I'm glad yeah. with the order I chose too. Cool. So I know that it's a killer, man. I love that cigar. Which yeah. one? Funny how differently things show in different Vitolas. Wait, which yeah, cigar? Which the one? XX Robusto. Is, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's the, the money, man. I smoked yeah. the, yeah, I smoked the Sublime first, and it was good. And I was like, this is awesome. And then the next night, I smoked the Robusto, and I was like, this is, like, way better. It shows more of the, the cinnamon and nutmeg sort of a interesting. Oh, here we go. Real good, man. <laughs> It's smoking real good right now. It was tasty. Yeah. yeah, I bet it was. All your all your favorites. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mo? Did you have any favorites? Uh, yeah. Um, my top two. Uh, the Atabay Byron, four year, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I saw that at the shop, and I was about to drop thirty-five bucks on it. Dude, should have done it. Worth every penny. Okay. Um, those cigars, uh, they're they're phenomenal. I I really don't even know. I don't know what these motherfuckers do to them. I don't know. They're they're just amazing. Um, 
than the uh, Mombacho 10-year anniversary. That was unreal. Yeah. Uh, just complexity, the aroma, um, just a great stick. Um, other than that, oh, and I mean, the HRA I had smoked when I was in Esteli, so, but th- those are probably my top three. Because right the, HRA, the HRA to me is, guys, if you get a chance, I mean, please smoke it. It's on. It's it's awesome. I didn't ever get a. What's it retail at? Um, we have the pack, so it comes in like a little wooden box, mm-hmm. and it says Hiroshi Robena on top, and then it's got you know the A on the side and stuff. Um, that retails for fifty, but if you want to buy an individual one, it's thirty four bucks. Okay. But you're talking about a four hour cigar. Yeah. So. That's right. You know. Range. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. And, I mean, the HRs are actually very expensive cigars anyway. They really are. I mean, they're, they're on a da- Davidoff price level, mm-hmm. really. Um, so, but, and Padron, you know, kind of that price level type stuff. So, like in our humidor, we have Davidoff, HR, then Padron, you know, all right next to each other. So, but, mm-hmm. yeah, man. It's uh that was really good. And then I would say like the Yamasa I think is probably top five for me, but I'd smoked that before the show. Um I'd say that's that's up there. Yeah, and I had it too. What's that? I had it too. Yeah, it's a good stick. And then I would say the one that surprised me the most though, um, was the AJ Fernandez uh, that he made or is making for Hoyo de Monterey. Mm-hmm. Um, that cigar really surprised me. That was a pretty good cigar. And I, I don't know if my expectations were just real low or mm-hmm. not. But, I mean, because AJ Fernandez makes good stuff. But I was like, it's a Hoyo, whatever. But, man, that ended up being a pretty good stick. I, I think that, And I think that cigar retails for like six to eight bucks. I think that's going to be... Mm-hmm. When, when, uh, when it finally drops, I think that cigar will be really good. Yeah, I haven't had it. Have you had the All Out Kings? No. I've heard rave reviews, but I have not had one. Yeah, I've been looking for them, too. I think. Yeah, I know Drew, Drew's a big Caldwell guy. I love Caldwell. They're cigars. I like Caldwell cigars. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, um, other than that, I don't know. No, those are all those are all pretty. Yeah, that Mombacho one sounds awesome. I haven't I haven't had it yet, but um, yeah, that one's that one's good. But it's one I'll keep my eye out for for sure. And that yeah. Adabe, and it, I, I, was, yeah. I was there yesterday at the. It was the same place I uh, ran into uh, the Cubanican guy, <laughs> and they had him up. And it was a. I was I was real close to doing it, but I wanted to go home and maybe like check out some other, some other reviews before I drop thirty five bucks on a stick I've never had. <laughs> yeah, especially it's when uh, I'm people, you know sell my own cigars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, man? I I always say, and, and some guys disagree with this, but when you're that comfortable with your shit that you can just like, man, you know what? Give me something different. Yeah, because my shit's awesome anyway, so don't even. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I always like when I see, I always have a certain respect for guys who smoke other people's stuff. Yeah. And aren't just like that stuck on themselves. And I, I do. I, I picked up another stick there, but I couldn't, I 
It was more so about price. I picked up that uh, Cavalier, the one with the gold. Oh, yeah. How is it? That's the guy, man. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. I, I thought, I, I, um, you know, um, I forgot what I paid for it, but I, I, I definitely, uh, um, you know, I didn't think it was terrible. And it wasn't something that I thought was unbelievable that made me want to come back for it. Mm-hmm. Um, again and again, like really, you know, gave me an experience. But I definitely, I thought it was well made and had some good flavors to it. So yeah, it was oh, a good cigar. Yeah, I think it's got some awesome cereal flavors in it. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna be Dave? <laughs> it's funny. Only- that cigar and I called out a couple of different cereals that I thought it tasted like and Dave smoked that cigar and he was like no dude it's these other cereals <laughs> so, what do you rate that I added a we do a out of a 10 point scale I had it a 9 yeah yeah no I thought it was good I thought it was funky the gold part but but it's different you know yeah man mm-hmm. all right um if if you got to go, let us know. But I'm gonna. I got. I got another question, and then uh, whatever else we've got. But um, okay. So you can smoke a cigar with anybody, dead or alive. Who would it be, and what cigar? If you spoke English, based on what, uh, how much reverence Omar and Luisa have for him, it'd probably be Alejandro Urbana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something from his personal stash at his farm. Awesome. Um, Pretty self. Yeah, just because, like, I look up to Omar and Lewis, and, uh, you know, and the same way I, you know, look up to them, I, when Omar and Luis talk about Alejandro, it's kind of like that same kind of. You know they're on a personal level, but it's very it's very reverent, and that mm-hmm. you know that was something that kind of blew me away. You know, and just uh, just you know when they talk to us, because I I was familiar with them, but I wasn't that much familiar with his lineage and the legacy that he left behind until I really went and hung out at La Corona for a while. I mean, you know, he's painted right up there on the wall, so. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Hirochi are painted big letters yeah. and big paintings right up on the on the La Corona factory. And there's a Sereno Cigar Co. logo going up there too. Nice. There's what? A Sereno Cigar Co. going up on uh, La Corona wall. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. What That's the hell? Um, thank you. Uh, um, that was probably thank you. That was probably the co- one of the coolest experiences. Of the whole show for me was uh, talking baseball with Hiroshi Rovena. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. And how just like cigars and, and sports, just just the way they bring people together, um, mm-hmm. just amazing. Um, but he, I don't know how. Do you guys watch baseball at all? Any of you guys? Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. But there used to be a shortstop for the White Sox named uh, Alice Ramirez. And so he was telling a story about him because he asked me what team I like and this and that. And then he started telling the story when 
Ramirez went back to to Cuba and like a pizza story and stuff. It was just it was just really cool, man. Yeah, those yeah. people are those people are amazing. Just just amazing mm-hmm. people and and even dude and, and I like your cigars, Carson. I I mean I'm smoking one right now and I enjoy them and uh, even if I didn't though I would still support you because of them. I mean that's how good of people they are. Yeah. Um, and if anybody has a chance to ever go down to Nicaragua, or or you know there's a HR event and they're there, a Cineros event and they're there, uh, ma- do yourself a favor, make the time, get out there and meet them because they are yeah. that good of people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I agree with him. Is White Hat distributing Cineros? Uh, I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Oh. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't had the new blend either, the box press. Mm-hmm. It's good, man. Yeah, Luis was telling me it was pretty awesome. Yeah, well, he blended it. Of course, he's gonna tell you that. No, I'm kidding. No, it, it really is good. I, I gave it to one of the guys at the shop too to try, and he's like, "Dude, this is legit." So it's it's a good cigar. Right on. Right on. Mo, Mugio. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any like icons in in the industry that you would hang out um, with? Are you talking to Drew or me or all of us? All of you. Go for it, Mo. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Me? Yeah, go uh, for it. You, you met. Um, you, you met your man. Yeah, I met. I met the one guy. I mean, there, there's two. Um, one I I know. The other one I really don't know. So, um, but definitely, uh, Claudio Segroy from Mombacho, um, he's kind of taken me under his wing and that's mm-hmm. who kind of, I've been learning from and somebody I greatly respect. Um, but the big one for me outside of that was Jorge Padron. I mean, yeah. that's the one guy I would love to sit down with and, you know, just mm-hmm. the way they, and I, and I sound like such a geek and maybe I am, but that's okay. Um, just the way they they carry themselves, they're they're, uh, they're they're not overstated. Um, now you know you talk to retailers, uh, and they'll be like, "Well, they're not that easy to deal with on a business level and stuff." But we don't have that issue with them, so it's fine. Um, but anybody that could build what they've built without sales reps, that picks the shops that are able to carry their cigars, dude. That's yeah. pretty fucking cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be up there uh, for me too. That would be yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Cal, Drew, Cal, dude, I'd I'd go Carlito Fuente. That um, mm. had some interesting stories. They make some really good cigars. They've done some innovative stuff, and mm-hmm. Carlito just seems interesting to sit down and chat with for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Watch some on YouTube, and it's just like, oh man, that guy seems cool as hell. Um, so I'd probably pick Carlito. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. That's what I was gonna say because I am a Opus fan. You should talk faster then. Oh, I'm just gonna have to start cutting you off. Go for it. <laughs> um, I mean, bes- you- besides him, let me change my answer. I'll just say there's this guy Drew. I want to smoke with him. Well, yeah. Maybe someday you will. Maybe someday. <laughs> If I'm unlucky. <laughs> so what's your answer, dude? Um, besides uh, Fuente, I don't know. 
anybody in the industry. They're all cool. They're all fun to hang out with and hear hear stories about stuff. Any of the old guys, mm-hmm. they've got stories of all kinds of stuff. So, God, you dodge more questions than anyone I've ever met. I said Fuente. How did I dodge it? Oh, but then you're like, well, anybody. I mean, like you qualify. Well, anybody like else? Bitch. Come on. <laughs> Punch you. <laughs> right in the middle. Sam Lucia. He'd be cool. Really? I think so. Dude, any any I like them all. And to hang out with those, any of those guys, any any cigar manufacturer, they're fun to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And just hear yeah, they, hear their background well, and, and yeah. what they like and all that. Yeah. Any of those that have been around a while have a, uh, and we've kind of mentioned it, a different passion too. For they're not just rolling up cigars. The, mm-hmm. the their their passion that goes into it, and how much they believe in it, and how much time and effort they put into it, and how many times they've yeah changed it, blends it, it, and. That's a great point, man. Because I think your average cigar smoker in, in Carson, we always talk about this too. There's a difference between guys who smoke cigars and cigar smokers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think people realize how much actually goes into this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I know we joke about certain cigars, but we really try hard not to like rip on cigars because we know how much time and stuff goes into things. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, you know, just how many people don't realize really everything that goes into bringing a cigar to market. You know yeah. what I mean? And even guys that are avid smokers that just don't realize how difficult it is. Like when that cigar hits the shop, there is so much backstory behind it of mm-hmm. stuff that you don't see that went into that before it ever even came to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I definitely agree with you. There's so much. There's, it's just never ending, you know, from the seedling of it all the way to the packaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but here's yeah. a shameless here's a shameless plug for you guys. If you have not, and judging by the fact that it's only been out for a week, you probably haven't. The new Illusioni made for the Casa shops is unbelievable. Okay. If you have a chance, uh, and this is to our listeners too, it's called the Casa Special by Illusioni. It's awesome. Smoke it. Right on. Um, I took two puffs and bought a box. So <laughs> it's that good. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm sold. Give me a box of this shit. <laughs> Are awesome. they all Casa de Monte Cristos? Um, no, so there's Casa de Monte Cristo, there's 8 to 8, and then we're Casa de Puro. But we're going to be Casa de Monte Cristo soon. So So they're not all... Are they all linked? Like, is Abe's one down in Boynton? Will they have it? Uh, No. No, no, no. We have three shops. That's it. Okay. On the Chicago area. How does that work? Like, it's sponsorship through Monte Cristo? Kind of like... So that that one's what they call Monte Cristo Lounge. Mm -hmm. Like, my father has lounges. Davidoff Mm -hmm. has lounges. You know, to where... Yeah. You know, they, you know, you're going to get their stuff first or I don't even know really exactly how that part of it works, I guess. But yeah. Gotcha. So, cause I, I know the smoking in, in, in 
Boynton Beach is also Casa de Monte Cristo. Right, right, right. Yeah, so they have, like, the one in Dallas. There's the one in <laughs> Miami now. Yeah. Um, but before that, it was just... It was just Sam and Mike up in up in countryside Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. Gotcha. Yeah, I was wondering if they all get special releases at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, We're actually doing a uh, Harvey or Harvey. <laughs> We're doing a Harley <laughs> raffle actually soon uh, yeah. for the new for the new Altadis cigar. It's called the Artisan Batch or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, is that the one that has the the blenders' names on the boxes and stuff? I think I'm the right thing. Pro- probably, but dude, I'd be lying if I said I knew. <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember when, when we tell people we're raffling off a of Harley, there's like ears perk up and eyes widen. And... Yep. Yeah. So. CDM Cigars, Pretty right? Cool. They can buy it online? Yeah, CDMCigars.com. Gotcha. Moo cow. One more, Carson. Um, what what music do you like to listen to when you smoke Sereno cigars? Um, <laughs> you don't have to answer that. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious now. Whatever's in the car. I don't know. Lots of- <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like all classic rock music, so classic rock. Legit. Who's mm-hmm. your who's your favorite? Classic. You have a favorite? My favorite? Um Yeah, I like I like all old school psychedelic music. I like Zepp a lot. Nice. Um you know, I, I uh I play music, so a lot of the music, like books I learned on, was a lot of Beatles stuff. Um, you know, everything. And pretty much, there's there's not a lot of music I wouldn't listen to. I play guitar and piano and stuff, and you know, you've mastered the skin flu, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to if you keep selling cigars. I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to when I go into stores. (laughs) (laughs) That's when Mo is the best. Uh, Yeah, that's where my my, uh, talents really shine. Exactly. Fuck you, Drew. (laughs) How does it work with you guys, with you always running the shop up in Chicago and, like, trying to rep your stuff out? Um, Honestly, bro, what's that? Say that again? Do you hit the road and hit retailers and stuff? No, we. I mostly just like for me. I just concentrate on selling it out of our shops. Right on. Yeah, so that's. I mean, between the three of them, you know, we do all right. It's pretty exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, by I choice. Some of you guys were like. <laughs> you guys had a rep team out because I still I want to get my hands on some and try some. Yeah, we'll send you some, man. We just uh, send us your address. Okay. I'll you guys one of ours. Sample yeah, you're, you're talking to the rep team there. <laughs> yeah, this is it. That's us. Uh, right anything else, Cal? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you sure? Ask now, man. You like to geek out. 
I, I know that's true. I've been geeking out all week at Carson though. He's we're pretty good here. Poor guy. Uh, no, no worries. Yes. He, he, I love it. He, so. He's had enough cow, I'm sure. <laughs> Mo, yeah, any, yeah. Anything else, Mo? What's that? I'm good, man. Carson, anything you want to say, about. man? I'm good. Um, Thanks how, for having me, guys. Us, I appreciate it. We need uh, so how yeah, can how can people get a hold of you? Get a hold of you of your cigars you already mentioned online. Um, online, um, yeah, AtlanticCigar.com, twoguyscigars.com. Um, uh, You're on and face, then Facebook. Select retailers. We have uh, we have. Uh, <laughs> Are you skinning a cat? <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, we have a cat here though, but it's going crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, com at LanningCigar.com. Uh, and you guys, <laughs> you're, on, you're on Instagram. Instagram, Facebook? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not the uh, weirdest thing yeah, we've had on the podcast. Everything. <laughs> Here comes dinner. Everything, <laughs> everything is branded under Sereno Cigar Co. with uh, Facebook. <laughs> And uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're in 40 retailers. So, uh, you know, go out and request us at your favorite retailer. Tell them to get some samples from us. Um, our website should be up soon. We're not going to be selling through it, but you can get more information about retailers there at serenocigars.com. And, uh, yeah, Atlantic Cigar, twoguyscigars.com. Awesome, man. Awesome. Excellent. Mo, right on, guys. Did you have something else, Mo? Or was that it? No. no okay. Just contact info. Well, this is our uh, this is our thirtieth podcast, actually. Ooh. Right on. And we're doing nothing special for it. So thanks for being on, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you guys helping out, getting the word out, and everything. So always, man. Of course, dude. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. And then uh, next week we have uh, yeah, yeah. Danny Vasquez from uh, Barrac. I think you said Barracoa. He makes the uh, Voyage, which is out of the uh, La Aurora factory, I think. And so he'll be on. And uh, he'll be on to talk about that a little bit. And uh, had the opportunity to meet him uh, at the convention as well. And uh, it'll be nice to catch up on what happened at Save the Leaf, too, because he was part of that. Yeah. W- along with, along with uh, <coughs> um, Ryan, uh, one of the organizers of that whole thing. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to kind of hear his uh, take on how that all went down in D.C. and all that. So tune in for that for sure. Okay, for sure. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I wouldn't know how yeah. that whole save the leaf thing played out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so next week's good for sure. Yep. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, boys. Thanks, guys. Later, guys. Take it easy. See you. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at the salt and smoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.